from Hyattop Cityplex Towers on the 55th floor in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the studios of 97.1 The Sports Animal. It is the Heartland College Sports Bedlam Podcast. I am your host, Eric G. If you don't know who I am and this is the first time you're listening, thank you for coming aboard. I am the co-host of the Pat Jones Show, which can be heard Monday through Fridays on 97.1 the sports animal in Tulsa. It can also be heard on 96.1 and 101.1, depending on where you're located. You can also get us on sportsanimalradio.com, or you can download our app for your smartphone. And uh, we would always appreciate you listening. And I say, don't listen for me. Listen for my co-host, Pat Jones. Not only was he a great coach at Oklahoma State, and he's got NFL experience and just a wealth of knowledge about football in general, But the guy's a lot of fun, and he's the most opinionated cat you will ever hear on the radio. And speaking of Pat Jones, you're going to get an opportunity to hear from him today as I play you a portion of our interview that we did with Isaiah Thomas. Now, Isaiah Thomas entering the NFL draft, performed at the Combine, performed at Pro Day yesterday for Oklahoma. Obviously, we will get into all that. Uh, You will hear what... Scouts are telling him about where he could play in the NFL, where he would prefer to play in the NFL. And we ask the most important question of all, which is his first Sunday night game that he plays. When he gets to acknowledge where he went to school, will he give the shout out to OU or Tulsa Memorial? You're definitely going to want to hear that. We'll also hear a little bit from Perry on Winfrey. And I'll tell you why, as an OU fan, you should be very excited about Brent Venables being the new coach at OU. And this is not a slam on Lincoln Riley. As a matter of fact, we will not slam Lincoln Riley at all on today's show. In the second part of today's show, um, I'm going to tell Oklahoma State fans why Shane Illingworth is actually the biggest loss for Oklahoma State going into this year and why this may be one of the most nerve-wracking seasons as a Cowboy fan we've ever had. So with all that aside, let's jump into it. Earlier today, Coach Pat Jones and I had a chance to talk with Isaiah Thomas. Great guy, by the way. Um, If you're wondering whether or not Isaiah Thomas is a good guy, after you hear this, you need to wonder no more. Extremely articulate, intelligent, and the most positive thing that you can say about Isaiah Thomas is he is embracing the journey of getting drafted. A lot of guys, they go through this, they dread it. They don't want to get up early in the morning. They don't want to do the interview process. No, Isaiah Thomas realizes exactly what all this is, and he is ready for his next move. But we start with a question uh, that I ask because he had said something very interesting during his um, post-pro day uh, press conference yesterday, which he talked about the differences between Lincoln Riley running the program and Brent Venables running the program. So I asked him to get specific. What are those differences? Well, as far as when I see Brent Venables, when I'm up there at the facility and watching their workouts and being around in the locker room, it's more militant. Like, And I wouldn't say it's more organized, but it's more like a tight-knit chip, you know. You know, there's like a lot of minute details that Venables harps on because he, he believes that it carries on until life as a man, you know, in manhood and whatnot. So as far as workouts, you know, you can't have earrings in and you can't have a do-rag on and stuff like that. Everybody's wanting the same exact thing throughout the workouts. And, you know, with Riley, he was a younger – he's Riley's a younger coach, obviously. You know, um, he, he's great at what he did because he had success just as much as any other coach. So, But he was a more laid-back guy. You know, if it was a colder practice, you know, you could wear your sweats. 
you know, uh, as far as even on game days, you know, guys wore what they wanted on game days. You know, he, he wouldn't let guys come off the bus with some sweats or some basketball shorts. But, you know, you got to express yourself fashion-wise. But for Brent Venables in his situation, he's like, no, it, all my guys are going to wear suits. So they have different approaches in how they approach the game. But obviously they're both well-respected in the industry and have their way of running the uh, organization. But, you know, it'll be fun to see how uh, these guys respond to Venables' coaching style opposed to Coach Roberts. You know, as far as it, com- as far as it comes with you, uh, is there yeah. is there a particular system you think you would have flourished better in? I mean, you had Lincoln Riley, like you said, it was it was a little bit loose. Would you have preferred to be in a ship that was a little bit more tighter? Really, I mean, I think it depends. Like like, like you said, for me, I, I was always well disciplined and always you know valued the the the, the, the idolized the, the fact of being a disciplined guy. So with Riley being so like you know. Uh, like a little looser on us, I'd say. Um, I, I was still kind of harder on myself just to make sure I had those the, those discipline uh, I, uh, factors about me. But even with Venables, I feel like I would have fit his very well because it speaks to who I am too. So I think I, I, Riley did great with me, and I think Venables would have done just as well. So I would have had the best of both worlds if I had either one of them, honestly. Isaiah Thomas joining us here on 97.1 The Sports Animal. I, Isaiah, I, I've, heard, I've seen – some of the confer- you know, comments that Perry on Winfrey has made, I think some of the comments that, that you've made about the way you guys played on defense this year, how much better do you think you guys could have been overall as a unit? Well, first off, you know, Grinch did a phenomenal job. Well, well okay, I think it depends on who you ask. Perry on had a much different perspective of it because I was here when we had Mike Stoops. When we were, you know, we weren't as good as far as defensive-wise. You know, we were, in the, we were ranked in the hundreds as far as defensive ranking. Then Grinch came in, and we were in the top 30s, top 20s and stuff. So from my perspective, I thought Grinch was doing a phenomenal job. And also when Grinch came in, it was a turning page for me in my career. You know, I led the team in sacks and TFLs my last two years. So I, I think, you know, it just depends on who you ask. Because Perrion came in um, with Coach Grinch, and he was just imagining how better it could have been. I was so thankful to have Grinch because I know how much better it was with him opposed to where it was before. So I, I think I would have I flourished in either, in either one because without Grinch's scheme, I wouldn't be where I am now. So... And, and they have their different approaches, and Venable's a great defensive coordinator as well. I mean, he's a great defensive-minded coach, so I think if either one I would have flourished, but I, I like the, the, the abilities and the schemes that they have in this defense as well. I would have liked to be in an hour, too. Plus, plus the fact, excuse me, that that you were around there three years before Winfrey ever got there, weren't you? Exactly, yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, he's a JUCO that's come in, and I don't even know where they even had a coach at JUCO, but they uh, – yeah. You know, yeah, I'm teasing, but you know what I mean. I, that's a that's an interesting answer because I, you know, Venables being out of the Bill Snyder and Bob Stoops family tree, and that's that doesn't surprise me. It's kind of toes on the line and chin straps button, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah, it, yeah if you see it, it's it's like a military. Yeah, group, right. You know, it's like a, so yeah, it's exactly how it is. Talking with Isaiah Thomas here on ninety-seven-one, the Sports Animal. I, Isaiah, I realize that you're about to go through a a huge moment in your life, but how involved with the program do you want to be during your time, your, your time in the NFL? Actually, I, I want to be involved as much as I can be. You know, I, I see it as how, how involved I am with high school, my high school uh, team in sports as well. Like I still want to be able to go to the facility, go to the school and be able to, you know, sit around in the, in the meeting room or whatnot if I have some free time or work out if I need to, or even like help out social media wise if they need me to, you know, have a little video or whatnot. And, and even though uh, we didn't play for Venables, he still treats us as if we did. Like, he'll still reach out to us, shout us out on Twitter, text us individually, you know, shoot us a text. So I, I think I still have the ability to, to be involved as much as I can be. And I, I still want this to be a part of it just as much as I uh, was here, when I was here. Well, you, may, you mentioned your high school and, and, and here in, in Tulsa, Tulsa Memorial. 
wh- how much have you how much have you been involved w- with them? Do you talk to their players and, and coaches on a you know like on a monthly or weekly basis or? Yeah, definitely. Because uh, I know for sure, like I still reach out to the players here and there. Me and uh, Coach Bobby Allison, we still definitely talk. You know, at least once every two, three weeks, once a month at least. You know, we still keep in touch. And even Coach Brian Ward, uh, head coach of the football team, we still keep in touch. I still reach out to him. So I'm definitely still involved. Um, back during their football season, I actually came out there and spoke to the team and whatnot. And uh, I'm actually going to Memorial uh, State uh, game today here in Noble, in Noble, so right around the corner from where I'm at. So I'll be there as well. So. I'm still as involved as I can be in them as well. You said that the interview process has been pretty straight up for you, and they've talked to you strictly just about football. Um, as far as where people want to use you or how they want to use you, what kind of vibe are you getting from from those that you talk to in the NFL? Right. So they'll uh, obviously I play inside and out at Oklahoma, and they always bring that up, and they then they'll start off by asking me, "What do I like to play most?" And you know, primarily defensive end because that's where I got my most snaps from, it. and they like the idea of that too. And then they're like, you know, on on third down packages, had me at defensive tackle, but if I do need to play primarily defensive end, you know, I'm a defensive tackle, gain about ten to fifteen pounds, and you know, do my thing from there. So they they love me being versatile, and they'll probably you know primarily start me off at defensive end some situations that defend to tackle and similar to how you use it. The other thing that I, that I wanted to know from you on, on this, I mean, now look, I'm, I'm honest. Let, let me follow up with that. Would you prefer to be outside? So really, the, really they have their advantage, you know, inside you'll be kind of, you know, your body will go through a little more with double teams and bigger guys, you know, but on the edge, you, you have your ability, you know, be, be just as agile, but with one guy on you at all times, but with, with me being a little quicker than those guys on the inside, you know, that benefits me. So they have their pros and cons. So I really don't prefer either one, but if I had to pick one, probably defensive end. No. If it's third and 12, you'd rather be outside, had you? Oh, one more time? If it's third down at 12, you probably want to be outside, don't you? Oh, yeah, put me on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. You can't make any money on the inside. Yeah, you can, but it's, <laughs> if it's third and 12, you can dial it up pretty good, can't you, Isaiah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Oh, you know it. <laughs> the other, the other thing I wanted to know, Isaiah, talking to Coach, because you know, Coach always talks about how this is a serious process. You got to take everything serious when they're interviewing you, working out whatever. But how much of this process are you embracing, and how much of this process are you enjoying every day, whether it's working out the interviews and and everything else you're going through? Really, I honestly say like I'm enjoying, you know, majority of all of this process because I always look back to, you know where I was before these last two years at Oklahoma, you know, a guy not playing as much as I wanted to and, you know, being as productive. And so when I have a busy schedule, you know, like at the senior bowl, like at the combine or some of my training days where you're going to be, you know, you're going to be busy, you know, half the day, your schedule is going to be, you know, busy from 5 a.m. to about 5 p.m. You know, you appreciate the little things because you always think to yourself, you know, where would I be if I wasn't here right now? So as far as the process, I've been doing mostly all of it. But to be specific, probably like playing at practice at the senior bowl, the day of the combine, that was real fun being able to be at Pro Day with my boys. So those are the most parts I've enjoyed, but all of it I'm, I'm thankful for. All right, now the toughest question you're going to be asking. I think it's the most important question you can be asked. <laughs> okay, Isaiah. Yep. So it's your first Sunday night football game. All right. Yep. In, NBC, you know they do the player in, in, in introductions. Freeze frames. Right. You, well, where, where these guys get to say where they're from. Are you right. saying Tulsa Memorial High School? Or are you saying the University of Oklahoma? Oh, the first it, the first time I'm saying uh, Tulsa Memorial High School for sure. <laughs> 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 All 
I like it. He shouted he shout out. Well, the key you thing here, shout out to the high school. That's awesome. Key thing here, Isaiah, is you make it and get and be one of the one of the guys of the forty-seven that are up to play. That's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, Hawes Memorial High School for sure. There you go. There is a lot to unpack there in that interview, but because we like to get you from door to door or keep this right about 20 minutes every single week, I'm going to focus on that first part where he talked about Brent Venables running the program as opposed to Lincoln Riley. And if you're thinking that Brent Venables is being too much of a hard ass because he's telling kids that they can't wear jewelry or they have to take out their earrings or... Yeah, everybody's got to wear the same shirt or whatever. No, it's because Brent Venables focuses on detail. And he knows that if 10 guys on the football field do something right and it pops for a big play and there's one guy that may have flinched a little bit early, that play is coming back. Everything that Brent Venables does is to keep you as a player focused on the task at hand, and to also remember that this isn't just about you, okay? This is about an entire big picture of what OU was trying to accomplish. And for if you're an OU fan and you think OU should be as good as Alabama every year, well, you've got to mimic what Alabama does. If you go down to Tuscaloosa, I guarantee you it is pretty much the same rules installed by Nick Saban. And all this is coming out of this Bill Snyder, Bob Stoops tree. You get the feeling Dabo Sweeney might be a little looser, but based on the way Brent Venables is acting, maybe not so much. And all this opinion was backed up by Perry on Winfrey when he said this during his post-pro day conference. Uh, just his constant will and want to make the players around him great. He doesn't just say something and then just leave it up to the players to either do it or not. No, you're like, you're going to do it or you're not going to be here. And I just love that about him. Um, he ran past me. I'm thinking he's coming to shake my hand, but no, he's coming to get on somebody's ass because they were walking off the field. And just to see him sprinting and just to get on somebody for something so little that we think so little, but he knows that's such a big thing. I could just tell right away he's going to do what he needs to do to make this program what it is and what it has always been. If you're an OU fan, you have got to feel extremely good about the direction of the program under Brent Venables. And it has nothing to do with Lincoln Riley at all. This has more to do with Charlie Strong. And you remember when he took over from Texas? Charlie Strong took over from Texas, went out and bought a copy of Coaching for Dummies and proceeded to tell us, the media, about the sign that he hung up that said, Okay, don't hit women. Go to class on time. Uh, be disciplined. Show up for, for workouts on time. And if you have to put a sign up that says all these things, you're doing a god-awful job of recruiting. Because by the time a kid gets out of high school, there are things that should be understood. Doing your job should be understood. I don't care about the frontal lobe. I get it. We all make stupid decisions when we're younger. But some things we can desperately, we, we, or not desperately, but one, some things we can definitely grasp. And certainly, players should have been able to grasp that. Brent Venables, there are no acronyms. There are no catchphrases. There's none of this bullshit that goes along with a lot of other college coaches that try and convince the public as well as the people that they hired them that they're doing an excellent job. There's none of that with him. So as an OU fan, you've got to feel very confident at where this program is headed. Now, does it mean that they're going to go undefeated next year? No. And with all the guys that they've lost out of the transfer portal, uh, Caleb Williams most notably, 
those guys are hard to replace. I mean, most likely, I would say most likely, Dylan Gabriel is not going to be as good as Caleb Williams. He may not have to be as good as Caleb Williams, and he may still be good enough to get OU to win 10, 11 games and get to the, the Big 12 championship. But when you've had that much turnover in your program and you're bringing people in, the only upside, the only upside to all that is the fact that it's a new regime, especially on defense, so guys don't come in with any preconceived notions and you can kind of mold them from the ground up and maybe you get more out of them sometimes than the guys that you've already got in place. Most likely they won't be as talented as the guys you've got in place, but buying into that system is going to be a heck of a lot easier. Coming up next here on the Bedlam Podcast for Heartland College Sports, I'm going to tell Oklahoma State fans why losing Shane Illingworth was the biggest loss for the Cowboys for this upcoming season. That's next. Hey, college basketball fans, it's Pete Mundo, your host of the main Heartland College Sports Podcast. By the way, we are growing out the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Hope you'll check out our Texas Tech and Bedlam editions of the show that are getting underway. And you can join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Yes, it's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. So what does that mean? Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers. Then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use our promo code HCS. That's HCS for Heartland College Sports. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with our promo code HCS this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21-plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Luckily for the Oklahoma State Cowboys, they didn't lose near as many guys via the transfer portal as OU did this year. Now, they had a lot of key guys graduate. Uh, losing a guy like Malcolm Rodriguez, that, that's one of those guys, you, you never replace a guy like Malcolm Rodriguez. I mean, yeah, you're gonna, you can get more talented guys. You can get faster guys. Although, that was pretty damn fast at, at the combine. I mean... Dude knocked it out of the park at the combine. What did he run, a 4-5? I mean, most likely that's going to get the kid drafted. At worst, it gets him signed as a free agent. And I'm willing to bet uh, my producer's life savings, Kenneth, there you go, your life savings is up for bet, that Malcolm Rodriguez makes an NFL team. But what you lose with Malcolm Rodriguez is a lot of leadership. But he was not the biggest loss for Oklahoma State this year. The biggest loss for Oklahoma State for this upcoming season was Shane Illingworth by far. Reason being, if Spencer Sanders goes down this year, your backups are two walk-ons and a true freshman. And I don't care how good Garrett Rangel was in high school. I don't care that he had four stars by his name and they just got a great relationship with Tim Rattay. You're still asking a true freshman to get out there and perform at a level that gets you to a Big 12 championship, and that is a tall ask with every year Oklahoma State seeming to have to do a little bit of patchwork when it comes to that offensive line. 
Spencer Sanders is not only key from a leadership standpoint, an experience standpoint, he's also very key in the running game. And when you have an offensive line that has had as many holes in it as Oklahoma State has had over the last few years, you need an athletic quarterback. And yeah, when you put Shane Illingworth in, you lost a lot. You lost a lot of that. While Shane Illingworth wasn't a statue, I don't think anybody's going to argue that he he wasn't near as mobile as uh, Spencer Sanders. So it is important that Spencer Sanders do not go down. The entire season rests on Spencer Sanders' shoulders this year. If not, you just you're you're handing over the team to guys who probably can't get it done. So whatever you have to do in the offensive line, do. You hope, and, and this is where it gets really crazy for Mike Gundy. Spencer Sanders may be the guy that when you need to run the ball, he may be your most reliable guy this year. Now, granted, throwing-wise, he's still got weapons. You're going to have both the Presley brothers this year. Uh, you've got the Shetron brothers out of Edmund Santa Fe, both true freshmen. But with the way Rob Glass develops people, you figure they'll come along quick. And it's a lot, you know, receiver and tight end, a lot different position than quarterback. But it all rests on him. The thing I love about Spencer Sanders, and, and we saw it in the Fiesta Bowl, dude is clutch. He is really clutch. He is what I would call the pure definition of a winner. And if you believe my co-host Pat Jones, and I have no reason not to, the arm's good enough for him to probably play in the NFL or at least get invited to camp. And he's got two years of eligibility left, which is perfect for either Gunnar Gundy or Garrett Rangel to develop and take that mantle. But to not have Shane Illingworth there is a scary proposition if something were to happen to Spencer Sanders. Which brings us to the much bigger topic of the transfer portal. While you and I would probably agree that overall, it's a good thing for college football, the players for players to have more freedom of movement, we would also agree that the downside of the transfer portal is losing depth, depth that you cannot replace. And that's what's driving coaches nuts. And if you wonder why we don't have a college football playoff, is because that's something that ACC coaches desperately need to address for them to feel comfortable about the state of college football because, as they say, you're losing more than you're bringing in. And I think what a lot of coaches are finding out is that it's very hard to replace that talent, even if it's more mature talent or talent that has experience. You would rather not have to do that and go down that road. So for Oklahoma State this year, in a nutshell, it's all about one guy, Spencer Sanders, to do whatever the heck you've got to do to make sure that cat stays healthy. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast this week. We'll be back next week. Normally, we record on Wednesday. We'll be back on schedule uh, next week. And uh, thank you to Pat Jones, Isaiah Thomas, and Perry on Winfrey uh, for making this podcast even a little bit more fun today. So until next week, may God bless you and your family. As the great Jackie Moon always says, everybody love everybody. And to quote the great Don Cornelius, love, peace, and soul.